Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. What's up, party people? What is going on? Welcome back to the True Transformation Podcast. I am your host, Josiah Novak, owner of the truetransformation.com, creator of the Maximize Method, where we teach you how to lose 30 pounds in 90 days and also keep it off forever in the most sustainable and enjoyable way possible. Uh, We believe fitness is the lowest hanging fruit to improving all parts of your life. So if you are a top performer who is looking to get control of your health and fitness, this is the podcast for you. And today I have a very special guest on the show with me. Uh, She happens to be an expert coach in the online coaching space, specifically helping females gain control of their nutrition, get a better relationship and a healthy relationship with food, and ultimately look, feel, and perform the way they want to. Her name is Jamie Morocco. And Jamie, funny enough, um, is very similar to myself with background, with where she started. Uh, We both experienced a struggle with weight at one point in our lives, and we had to literally go through our own transformation. Uh, We were able to basically use ourselves as an experiment to go through all the different facets and all the different phases of body transformation. And I wanted to bring her on because uh, true transformation mostly works with guys, right? We do have some badass female clients, but we mostly work with guys. So we do talk a lot about of male related issues. So I wanted to bring Jamie on to cover the female side. Cause I know I have a lot of female listeners. I have a lot of guys who want their wife to listen into the show. So This will be a very, very valuable podcast for both men and women, uh, but it'll cover a ton when it comes to the female side of coaching, as well as for the guys understanding the female side of body transformation. So you can check out Jamie's website at jamiemorocco.com. She spells her name J-A-I-M-E, Morocco, M-O-R-O-C-C-O.com. I put all of her links to her website, to her social media in the show notes. So if you want to check it out, I highly suggest you connect with Jamie. We sat down for about 45 minutes. We talked through some uh, normal things that go on in the fitness industry that mislead ladies and guys too. We talk about misconceptions when it comes to body transformation. We talk about the differences between men and women and why it's important to understand them. Uh, And we just talk about investing in yourself and why it's so important, especially in today's day and age, to take personal responsibility for your health. So without further ado, let me welcome Jamie Morocco to the show. Hey guys, before we jump into the interview with Jamie, real quick, make sure you go to lookgoodnaked.co. I am putting together a brand new three-day body transformation challenge. It's free. All you got to do is jump into the email that you're going to get. You'll get videos from me every single day for three days and then a couple bonus trainings at the end Go to lookgoodnaked.co and check it out today. All right, let's jump into the interview with Jamie Morocco. All right, so yeah, Miami, um, it's the best. I, I where do you do you vacation there at all, or do you just do you have friends down there or what? I've literally been there like one time when I used to oh. <laughs> in the tech industry. I had to go there for work, but I've been to Florida many times and I just, I like the vibe because you can go to like Key West and get like a super tropical vibe. You can yep. like, get be in the city of Miami, get the city, you can go up to Fort Lauderdale, you know, it's like, there's just so much. So 
Yeah, I think it's like an hour, maybe an hour and 20 minute flight to Mexico. I think. Mm-hmm. Or like Cancun, I guess, like the normal. Yeah, and it's super close to like Bahamas and, and all of that, so. Yeah, yeah. We, we go down and stay at the Fountain Blue, which is in Miami. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a solid, I guess you call it like a resort hotel, um, but it's our favorite spot. We were actually, we've never taken the kids there, but that's what we're going to probably do here in the next, I don't know, a few weeks nice. just to get away, just to get yeah. to, I mean, it's not exactly the warmest weather down there right now, but it's like 30 degrees here, so. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it's warmer than that. Yeah, yeah, totally. That'll be awesome. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad we finally connected. Um, I'm excited to talk with you because I have a pretty massive female audience. Um, I work mostly with guys inside of our coaching uh, program, but most of the guys who work with are married. <laughs> and I know their wives are constantly you know, looking for resources, looking for someone to connect with. Um, and I know you do a great job of that. So I'm really excited to pick your brain a little bit. Uh, about what you do, um, but also how you do it and how you get such great results for for your tribe and your community. Um, so let's just start with this because some people may not know who you are. Um, tell me a little bit about kind of how you got into coaching and what your background is. Yeah, definitely. Um, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here as well. Um, I lived most of my life overweight. So I was overweight basically from a very young age all the way until around age 18 when I decided to do something about it, really take charge of my life. And I'm talking, I was the girl who ate like McDonald's, you know, three, four times a week, followed by the ice cream. Like I had high cholesterol. I had my gallbladder out because I was in really poor health at a young age. So mm. I really had to do something. And, and I didn't come from an obese family. Both my parents are very thin, um, always have been. I didn't, I didn't get those uh, genetics. Um, so I, it's not like it, it was, you know, lifestyle. It was family driven. My, you know, they just, ate what they wanted and they maintained, you know, their weight. So it it really consumed me from a self-consciousness perspective. Like I did really poorly in school. I didn't really care. I didn't feel that I had a strong purpose. Um, And then when I, you know, I went off to college and that's what kind of propelled me to take matters into my own hands. And I lost over 50 pounds. I became like a straight A student. Like I totally changed my life because I started changing my health (laughs) and feeling better, more confident. Um, So then after college, I, uh, you know, and I I would like train friends on the side, you know, just like kind of give, write them plans and programs. That's when I started dipping my toe as I was kind of going through my own journey when I was 18, 19. And then post-college, I um, became a personal trainer. Um, I uh, managed a personal training studio. I taught fitness classes. I did that for several years kind of worked my way up to lead trainer in the studio. And I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, that's what I actually went to school for. Um, and I knew I had worked my way up at that particular studio. So I was like, I'm, I'm ready for the next thing. What's the next thing? And I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. So I ended up going back to school for an MBA, actually in entrepreneurship and did that for a year. Always knew I was going to still pursue the fitness route. Um, but still wasn't sure if I was going to start my own business right out of that program. Um, ended up in, in California, kind of working in the Silicon Valley, um, the world of Silicon Valley for a little while, did the whole startup thing for a few years. And it, 
it was fun, but it's a very tumultuous um, industry. There's, you know, highs of highs and lowest of lows. One minute, you know, something great's happening. Another minute you're laid off. So, um, you know, went through several layoffs. And in between those layoffs, my, my boyfriend, now husband at the time was like, you just got to like start your online business because you, you're basically doing it for your friends. This is what you love. So I started it. And then um, that was in 2015. And I was still kind of working for other other companies. And then I, I'll never forget, I said to, to Varun, who's now my husband at the time, I was so miserable in my job. And it was like the great job on paper, right? You got great perks and unlimited vacation and they feed you and they do all the things that they you know, do out there. And I was like, I don't care if I get fired. I don't care what happens. I was like, in the next two weeks, either they fire me or I quit. Like that's it. And I gave it two weeks and then Two weeks later, I ended up getting laid off because the company was going through a very difficult time and I worked in marketing and that's the first to go. Sure. So that kind of forced me to go all in on my business. And I've been all in um, since uh, June of 2016. So it's been just about five years of me being full-time in the that's online. Awesome. Market, so. so yeah, so that's how I got into all of this and it's yeah. always my passion and you know coming from someone who's not always been genetically blessed in the physique department um you know it's it's it hasn't been easy for me but I wouldn't change it for anything because it helps me a lot relate to people yeah heck yeah I it's funny because this is the first time I'm hearing your background and like literally we have an identical background <laughs> it's crazy I was overweight going into kind of my second half of college if you will lost a business that I started after getting my associates and had to confront some serious issues that were going on internally that were causing me to overeat and rely on food for emotional support. Um, but my family's not obese, you know, in fact, both my parents got me into working out. Like they're both really into it. Right. So it's funny. Cause you know, I, I think one of the misconceptions and I'm sure we can talk about it, but you know, a lot of people look at someone who's overweight and they think, oh, it must be a genetic thing, right? Or it must be like their parents just feeding them garbage, you know, day in and day out. And for me, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't at all. It was an emotional issue, <laughs> you know? And, and so there's a lot of complications sometimes that go into someone's his history um, that result in what you see today, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, spending time in the corporate world and just knowing in the back of your head, like, <laughs> I'm meant for something different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my purpose is not, and not to knock on the corporate world, because I love the corporate world in a lot of ways and the people who work there are amazing, but I just knew that my calling was something different, right? Um, so it's cool that we share that because that's almost identical to my, my path as well. Um, so who do you help right now? Like who is your like perfect person that you know, like without a shadow of a doubt, they show up, you got them covered. Yeah. We really specialize in helping women. Um, we work with, I mean, I've had a client as young as 19 and I've had one of my clients is 80. <laughs> so really I have all ends of the spectrum, but I would say most of our clients fall into that, like, like 40 to 55, even like 35 to 55 age range. And they are just, they feel helpless. They've tried Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and Octavia and their friends trying to sell them Airbon and all of these things. And they just feel like they're broken. And what we really do is we lift the veil and show them the truth about fat loss, you know, that you don't need these quick fixes, that you can have a glass of wine. You can enjoy yourself. You don't need to restrict. 
Um, and even more than that, and I'm glad you said that it's an emotional thing because my belief is that anytime, well, 99% of the time, anybody who has gained unwanted weight, I'll say keyword being unwanted, there's an emotional issue at play because there's no other reason. And I think you and I can probably agree to this. There's no other reason that someone would turn to food in an unwanted manner, like in their desire and they're putting on weight that they do not want. The only reason would be to kind of try to negate an emotion they don't want to feel. So what we do with our clients is yes, we do the very practical piece, the workouts and the nutrition and all of those things. But I tell my clients like that stuff doesn't even mean anything unless we take a 10,000 foot view and say, well, what got us here in the first place and where do we want to go most importantly? So it's a rewriting a story around food and habits and really envisioning the person we want to be while at the same time acknowledging what we're trying to shed the layers of the past, you know, so that we can step into the new identity that we want to create. So that's what I do. I kind of blend the sort of like energetic and like metaphysical piece and and life transformation piece with the practical like macros and and food and exercise and all of that. Totally. Yeah. I heard a great analogy the other day and it's something I've already started incorporating in, in coaching calls is that oftentimes like when someone comes in and they say, Hey, I've gained, you know, 30 pounds and I really don't want that weight. I, I want to be lighter and feel better. You know, the immediate uh, thought is like, let's start eating better and let's start working out. And like, those things definitely matter. I mean, we're realists, right? But that's like basically looking at a chain of dominoes and trying to knock down the fifth domino without the first four being knocked down. The first four being your emotional state, your stress, your yeah. you know preconceived notions about fitness, your beliefs, mm-hmm. you know, all those things are the things we got to work on really from the beginning if we want the rest of the 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 pieces to fall into place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a huge part of it that, and I, I want to ask you, like in our industry, there's so many mistakes that we see people make every day. Right. And a lot of it is just being led in the wrong direction. Um, what are some of the biggest, I guess, false beliefs that women who come to you who want help? Um, what are some of the things they come into your program with that you, you help them with immediately? Well, I think that we have a job in the industry, people like you and me, and there's a ton of great coaches out there that we have to reset expectation because every day and every night they're bombarded with messages of like lose 10 pounds in 14 days. So if they feel that they're not achieving that, they almost feel like a failure. So I feel like from a belief standpoint, like you mentioned, it's like an expectation reset. Like, yes, this process might take longer. However, it's going to last forever. (laughs) Like this is a forever thing versus you lose 30 and gain 40. Then you lose the 40 and it's harder. And then you gain 45. Like that's, that to me is like the number one shift that, that has to occur. And I would say the other thing is that you have to shift from a very victim based mindset to a very empowered based mindset. And I went, and I'll explain what I mean by this, but like when I was overweight, I was blaming other people. I was blaming 
my environment. I was blaming my body. Like I was literally blaming everything else except taking responsibility for myself. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what, what your goal is. You have to assume total and complete responsibility for, for your outcome. And it's really from that place that's a sense, that's how we get empowered. And that's how we create true change versus like putting blame on external factors or saying, I'm too busy. I'm too this, this is going on. Like, you know, the more that we create excuses for ourselves, the more we stay the same. So I would say that's, that's another belief that, that has to shift for people. And I would say the third thing is kind of what we touched on in realizing that, and it, it just, sometimes I, kind of shake my head a little bit, not at, not at people, because I think there's a big misinformation in the industry, but, but there's a lot of belief of like, oh, if I just have that macro calculator, that's the thing. If I just download that Pinterest PDF, like that's the thing. And it's like true transformational change requires you to go deeper within yourself. And oftentimes that means that you need a coach or a mentor along the way. And Lord knows I've used them. I use coaches all the time. I have several now for different areas of my life, but it's like, sometimes we're too in our own fog and haze to see the path in front of us. And that's where, if you really want to make a big change in your life, you're not going to find it in a macro calculator, you know, funny enough, we live in uh, the information age, we can get any information we want, yet 66% of the US is overweight. And I'd say like 85% are unhappy with their weight, at least Mm -hmm. that. So I think those are the three shifts that that people need to take and kind of going along with this idea of, of, you know, a coach and making a, a big change. It's like, people look at look at this kind of stuff like, oh, workouts, oh, uh, good food for me. Those are ex- expenses. Like we, we have to shift the way we're thinking about our health and our goals. If you work on a goal and you achieve that goal, you've invested in becoming a better person. So it's like, we have to almost shift the way we're thinking about getting the tools to help us. These are not um, expenses. These are investments. It's like, you buy a house, you buy a piece of property because it is an investment <laughs> in right. your future. And same thing with this. So I so love yeah. that. Like, especially those last couple of points, um, you know, with coaching and, and, and having someone to help give you clarity, um, there isn't a successful person and everybody defines success differently, but I believe there is not a successful person, no matter what they call success, who doesn't have mentors. Totally. I mean, everyone I follow who I look up to, they have mentors. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and it's because I almost don't think it's possible for us to be our own mentor, right? I don't even think we could, if we, if we tried our hardest, our, our, our brains are too wired to preserve our homeostasis and make us feel like everything's okay, that ultimately we're going to be our own downfall if we try to coach ourselves through these, these challenging tasks, right? Um, it's crazy, but you nailed it. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> if you had a graph of like available information versus obesity, they'd literally be just going like this together, right? <laughs> it's insane. Like I tell people all the time, you don't need to buy my program if all you want is to learn workouts and how to set your calories and what foods to eat. Like I put that stuff out for free. <laughs> You know, it's what goes on internally and how you stay consistent and how you stay engaged and and focused that 
is what you pay for. Yeah. Right. Yep. And uh, it's crazy how quickly, I mean, it's probably been, I mean, maybe a hundred years or maybe a little more than a hundred years where good food and exercise went from being from an investment to an expense, basically, or, or maybe from a necessity to an expense. I mean, imagine being, you know, an, uh, a Native American or something and, and la- like you'd be laughing to think that eating well and, and taking care of your body is like an option. Like, ah, it's too expensive. You're like, no, that's like, I literally travel in my body. You know, <laughs> like I live in my body. If I don't take care of it, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. So I think that it's like a paradigm shift that has to happen. And again, like I don't put place any blame on, um, the public or people or clients, because it it's all that we've been conditioned to believe from a young age. Like it's in our movies, it's in, you know, it's, it's the way we see other people live. It's in the industry, it's on magazine covers. Like, so it's like the whole industry has to change. Mm-hmm. And I think, unfortunately, some of the big players in there, let's get real. They make most of their money from their repeat clients. You know, that's the, these large programs that we see. I mean, show me one person that's done like, you know, one of these programs one time lost the weight forever and their metabolism is in a fantastic place. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't met it in my life <laughs> or heard of it. So, you know, so I think that it really, it really does have to start with people like us, coaches out there, you know, and programs out there that don't necessarily we don't I don't want my clients to be with me for life I want them to be free and have the information it's my job to teach and coach and help them evolve but I'm not trying to get somebody to lose 20 and then gain it back and they come back like that feels so icky to me like I just want to help and help spread you know what what the truth is so that you know people don't feel like they're at the mercy of the latest fad diet so Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like the definition of insanity, right. In today's fitness culture is that you see people go, yeah, I invested in X, Y, Z program. I've done this program, you know, or or they buy it once they get a little bit of results and then they basically go back to where they were or even worse. And then they dust it off again in a few months and go, all right, I'm going to try it again. Like, like it's, they, they just can't get that light bulb moment where they're like, oh, this isn't sustainable. You know, I, I can't keep doing you know, the 30 pounds and 30 days program, you know, over and over again, like, it's just not, it's not going to work, but that's the industry we live in where it's like, well, you, you suck. So you need to come back and do it again. <laughs> right. Like it's your fault for not, you know, and that, that's another thing that I feel like has to shift because, you know, and you and I know this, cause we've been doing this for a really long time, but people think that if they fail a diet or they gain the weight back, it's their willpower. And I won't deny that willpower and discipline are important, but they're ignoring the body's own physiology, right? Where if you're on an extreme diet, you're way more primed for fat storage coming out of it. So is it really all willpower? I don't think so, you know? Yeah, we live in an Instagram world too, where, Mm -hmm. you know, you see a picture of a moment in time and you think that that's all the time. You know, you think that I, like I'll even, I even tell my clients like, yeah, I have pictures of me you know, ripped, you know, 6% body fat or something, but it took a ton of work to get there. And I, there's no way in hell I'm living there. Right. Right. <laughs> like right. I just want to be healthy, you know, most of the time. And if I want to get extreme for a small portion of time, cool, but that's just a snapshot, right? That's not how I live 90% of the time. 90% of the time is just about taking care of my health and enjoying life and being active. But 
you know, you see this like a female fitness model who looks insane. I mean, they're everywhere now. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my God, like that's what I want all the time. But even those people don't look like that all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, again, like going into this idea of how it makes people on the other side of the screen feel like, well, I guess I'm a failure if I can't achieve that. Or I tried the thing that she tried and it didn't work this way. So I really do think that the the standards need to be reset, right, from an industry perspective to help people realize what's more realistic and most importantly, healthy for them. Yeah. So. What's your system like? So if someone comes in and says, hey, you know, I have I have this weight I want to get rid of. Um, these are my, you know, this is my experience this is my history. Where do you help a client start? Like, what's the best place to start? Yeah. So obviously we're looking at body composition via pictures, um, dieting history, um, what their goals are, um, how much weight they want to lose. And we're mapping it out from there, from a nutrition and, and workout and, and mindset perspective. Um, I'm of the belief that unless somebody has, you know, like 10 pounds or less to lose that I don't like getting aggressive with people right off the bat. Um, I think that aggressive approaches can work for more advanced clients who have like 10 pounds or less, but anybody else, I, it's my philosophy that we keep calories as high as we can keep them uh, while we get the body to lose weight, because this allows us to not sacrifice quality of life so much. And it also gives us levers to pull, like, you know, you and I know, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners do too, like the body's adaptable. So if I have a woman come to me, who's 165 pounds and she wants to lose 25 pounds and get down to 140. If I just start her out eating like 1300 calories a day, what am I going to do when she hits a plateau and she's 155 drop again to 1100. Whereas had I kept her higher, maybe starting around 1700. Okay. Like I have levers to pull. I have things to play with here. So I, you know, my team and I look at our client data, both qualitative and quantitative on a weekly basis. So we can assess what's happening but I really like to keep calories as high as I can keep them um, when a client is in a fat loss phase. And then I also tell people like the work isn't done there because after you've lost the weight, I got to feed you up. So the second phase of our process is a reverse diet. And that's where after the client has lost the weight, we slowly walk the calories back up to around like, I like to get my ladies at least like 1900, 2000 more if they want to, but I, I like to at least get there. Um, and then I teach them intuitive eating, which is the final phase. So I take them through fat loss, reverse dieting, intuitive eating. And once somebody has been through that entire end to end process, I can say with 99.9% .9 certainty, they will never, ever need another fat loss program in their life because that's the entire process right there. Like, that's it. Like I've taught you how to intuitively eat now eating this high calorie number. So that's, that's kind of our process. And of course, like where the mindset piece comes in is different clients have different challenges. So I could have two women who both emotionally eat and one emotionally eats because her boss is being a jerk and the other one emotionally eats because she doesn't even trust herself to, to lose the weight in the first place. So that's where we customize things even more because every client, even though they might appear the same on the outside, there's a whole different world going on internally. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, those two second phases are things that a lot of people don't talk about. I actually think they don't talk about it because they don't know about it. <laughs> They're not qualified to talk about it, but reverse dieting is a topic that I've actually seen people bring up more uh, in my client groups, right? Because we have a similar trajectory where it's like, first of all, I don't believe anybody should focus on anything else besides getting healthy 
uh, and that means getting to a healthy weight. Uh, but you know, that should be the first step mm -hmm. if they're like, Hey, I want to run a marathon or, Hey, I want to, you know, climb Mount Everest or whatever. It's like, well, let's take a look at your health first. Right. And a lot of times that means getting your body fat down even just a little bit, uh, to make sure that your internal systems are working properly. Right. Mm -hmm. But then the question is always like, well, when I lose 20 pounds, then what, right. Do I got to like stick to these calories forever? Like what's the process like? And I think, even talking about those things brings a little bit more like light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, right? Where it's like, okay, I, don't, I know this is going to be a little bit tough and I'm going to have to work on this and, and stay consistent. But at some point I am going to be able to eat more, right? But there's like a fear, I think too, with a lot of people of eating more after they lose weight. They're like, no, I don't want to eat more. <laughs> I don't want to lose all my progress. Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge fear and I had to do it. I had to actually learn it the hard way. So I actually, my first fat loss phase. When I lost the 50 pounds, I actually got too thin. I was like 102 and I'm five, four. So that was like real, real skinny for me. Yeah. So I had, and I was stuck. I was eating like 15 to 1600 calories a day. And I was so nervous to increase. So, and I would start binging because physiology, right? My body was hungry sure. and I had to go through, I had to learn the reverse dieting process and start slowly. I also had to gain some weight and put on some more, you know, mass, which I did. Yeah. Um, and then, um, but, but yeah, like it was hard. It, it was really hard, but I, I was like, Hey, if you want to become a coach, you got to walk the walk, you got to do the thing. So, you know, now I have several reverse diets under my belt and I don't have any fear, but I had to like go through it, you know, and, and really oh. I was like, okay, like I just got to take the plunge and do the thing, but it's scary. You know, you got to trust your body and trust your metabolism. Yeah. I mean, I learned the real hard way. I did a bodybuilding competition because back in the day, like when I was going through this process, like there was no YouTube, you know, influencers, there was no like, you know, really reliable coaches. It was all bodybuilders, like guys who were like, yeah, I get shredded for a sport. Uh, I'll teach you how to get lean. Right. And so I did a show and then I got down to like 195 for a show and then within like two weeks, I was like back up to 235. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is insane. What is happening, right? Like, this is crazy. All I did was eat like one extra meal, uh, but I just wasn't taking care of my metabolism, right? I, I just thought, oh, I can start eating 500 to 1,000 more calories a day overnight and everything's going to be fine. But it wasn't. It was like, it was depressing <laughs> watching my abs disappear. I was like, oh my God, this is awful. Yeah. That's just going back to the physiology, right? You were in a prime place for fat storage and it happens a lot, especially I have a lot of friends. I've never done a competition, but a lot of my friends have too. And same thing happens. So, yep. so yeah. So yeah. when someone, cause one thing I know a lot of people struggle with is especially the females that I've interacted with and guys too. I mean, guys struggle with this a lot, but it's this whole idea that fitness has an end date, right? Where it's like, okay, Jamie, you, you told me the three phases. I got to diet down. I got to reverse diet. And then I got to learn intuitive eating, whatever that means. Right. I'm not there yet. Um, but then I'm done. Right. Like <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what a couple of years I should be. All right. It's like, how do you get people to work through that mindset? And, and also how do you set them up for a lifetime of success going through those phases? Yeah. That's a, that's a really good question. So I tell my clients and I say it a lot, like in, you know, my Instagram material and Facebook material, that if you decide you want to reach a goal, you're literally deciding to create an identity shift or an identity evolution. Meaning that the way you're living now 
like said with love, you can never live this way again, if, unless you're okay with being here. Right. And that's totally okay if you're all right with being here, but like make peace with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But if you're saying like, Hey, I actually want to achieve the thing and keep the thing. Then what you're really saying is I want to make an identity shift and live life a totally different way. So I'm just very clear about that. Like we're, we're wherever we are now, like this is it. Like your things are going to change and evolve. Like it's going to be for the better because you're telling me it's the desire that you have in your heart. But if you go back to the same habits, you're going to end up where you were. And you're telling me that, that that's not what makes you happy. So when somebody realizes that they're, um, they have a goal, but they're at point A right now, they have two choices in my opinion. Either they need to make peace with point A and just stay there and that's totally okay, or they need to do something about it and get to point B. What most people do is they sit at point A and they kind of take a few steps to point B and then they turn back, but they, have the, but they haven't made like peace with just staying there. So it feels like purgatory because they're like one foot in and one foot out. So I'm like, either make peace with where you're at or decide that you're going to freaking go for it and that's it. So that's how I help them realize that they, this is a lifestyle, you know, transformation. And the way I believe that happens is, you know, you change your beliefs and that those beliefs change your actions. Those actions change your behaviors. Those behaviors change um, your lifestyle. Your lifestyle changes your identity. Mm. So that's kind of the chain and, and the way that I see things work. Um, so that's really how, you know, I, I um, explain that to them. Now, how I do that, there's only one way, in my opinion, time and repetition, mm. you know, that's it. it. It's like, you know, we've all gone through moments in life where, that have been hard, a really bad breakup, a really difficult time. The only thing that will heal it and make it stronger is time, right? So nobody can wake up tomorrow and say like, now I'm at my new identity. Like you can have that intention, but what's actually going to lock it in and cement it in brick by brick by brick is the repetition and the time. So that's, you know, how, how I do it with clients. I help them reinforce the habit and, and nobody's perfect. Like when a client comes into my program, you know, we have a great way that we help our clients with binge eating and emotional eating. And I tell them like, you realize that you're going to binge and emotionally eat while you're in my sandbox. And they're like, I am. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But, but we want that because I want you to start to like lessen the charge with that. And I'm going to teach you what to do instead. So it's also like realizing that even when you set out to change, even in your, your lifestyle, even when, you know, you're in good shape and you're maintaining, there's going to be moments that you slip up. The goal is to not make it mean more than it is and to just keep taking votes for the person and the identity you want to embody. So I love that. That's incredible. I mean, I like the, you got to come to peace with where you are now, or you just got to, and what we call it in our group, you got to send it. <laughs> you got to go for it, man. Like yeah. there is no, and once you go for it, it's like, uh, a mentor of mine talks about surfing uh, and, you know, you drop into a wave, whether you're a surfer or not, you can kind of think about the analogy. Once you drop, you're done, you're going, <laughs> like you're going to go. And, and guess what? You're going to fall a lot, you know, but that's doesn't, doesn't change the fact there's no turning back. Right. Cause once you think about it like that and you go, okay, this old version of me is done. Right. And now I'm dropping in and I'm sending it. It starts to almost bring a little bit of, I mean, a lot of clarity, first of all, 
but it's a mentality shift where it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm not doing this as a temporary bandaid. And then I'm going to pull the bandaid off in a, in a couple months. And I'm going to go back to what I was doing before. Right. Like this is permanent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we gotta, we, we use this term too, called you got to get into character. And I come from a, a family of actors. My mom was an actress and, um, you know, you got to get into character sometimes when you're first starting out, you got to start to pretend a little bit. Like I'm already the person that I want to be. What is that person going to do? What actions are they going to take? Are they going to beat myself up when I screw up? Of course not. Right. Cause they know like, this is what it, this is what it feels like. And so, like you said, you know, when you come on your sandbox, like you're going to screw up, there's no magical like gateway that you just crossed into like, Oh my God, I'm a new person overnight. I mean, I think we would be billionaires if that were the case, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, there, there's going to be some slip ups, but you are now in a spot where you have feedback and accountability and support. And also you're able to look at things and evaluate things a lot clearer, uh, but you're going to have to become a new person. That's like, there's no way around it. Right. There isn't, there, there literally isn't. And I love what you said about making decisions from the, for the person that you want to be, because that's how I tell my clients to act all the time. It's like, what would that version of you do right here and right now? And the more you do that, the more you're just aligning to that person, right? You're calibrating to her and you're just becoming her. So that's super powerful. So this might be a controversial topic. We might piss off some people, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I believe, I believe that, you know, despite the people out there who say like, oh, men and women should totally do everything the same and like, you know, stop calling it for ladies, stop calling it for guys. I think there are things that women need to consider that guys don't need to consider, right? Mm -hmm. and, and vice versa too sometimes, right? Like if a guy has low testosterone, I think he needs to get that fixed, right? Um, if a girl has low or different levels, same level of testosterone, she may not need to get that fixed because maybe it's not low <laughs> for her, right? Um, but there are some things like uh, hormonal cycles um, and emotional uh, issues that sometimes women deal with more than guys and guys deal with other things too that are different than women. So what are some of the things, and even if, if you disagree, I'm, I'm happy to discuss, but what are some of the things that females have to deal with, that you help them deal with, um, that may be different than the male population? Yeah, totally. I, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, I heard this somewhere, someone said like women are not small men and I totally agree with that. Mm. And I happen to think that it, just a blanket statement, I'm going to be very broad, but they need two very different approaches to yeah. weight loss. Because first of all, like unless the man has struggled very emotionally with his weight for a very long time, he might not be like that. He just might be like, oh, like I just like need to lose weight. Like it's not a big deal. It's not really affecting me as much as it would be perhaps for the woman because of maybe different backgrounds. Society, women do have different societal, you know, pressure. Sure. Um, so I think from just from a, a mental emotional standpoint, it's usually very different. And also from a biological standpoint, women's bodies are much more sensitive to major dietary shifts. This is why you see men intermittent fasting and doing keto and do, running a million miles, you know, a day and they're fine. Crossfitting their tails off. Yes. <laughs> but if a woman does that, her, you know, she's putting her hormones at risk because our bodies are actually meant to bear life and they're much more sensitive to 
major swings of, uh, of stress and dietary shift. You know, if you're a woman and you ever lost your menstrual cycle during a stressful time, that's why the body doesn't believe that it was a healthy environment to procreate. So it's like, we shut the shit off right now. Yeah. Uh, sorry, can I swear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could definitely swear. <laughs> I just want to check. Um, no, <laughs> uh, you can bleep it out. <laughs> right, right. Um, so yes, yeah, so I totally agree with you. They need two very different things. Um, you know, I, I don't promote it a lot, but I do work with like, I have two or three men in my program now, although like our, the majority of our program is pretty, is pretty much all women. Um, and they, they just, it, the weight loss cycles are different. Like they can get away with more, you know, just from kind of taking things when I, we want to go a bit more aggressive. So I, I, plus men put on lean muscle tissue that much quicker. I mean, my husband just started working out again after months of taking off months. And I see a difference after three workouts. Like it's not even fair for him. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the hell? Your shoulders are back. It's been three workouts. And he's like, I know it's crazy. So yeah, I, I think that women and men just need to, for as a blanket statement, obviously everyone's different, but I approach them in two very different ways. Yeah, it wasn't until I witnessed my wife have kids that it really like hit me, right? Mm -hmm. Which was about, you know, six years ago. And, but prior to that, I knew like, okay, you know, you might have to go on diet breaks during, uh, you know, your menstrual cycle and, you know, the basic physiology that you learn, you know, becoming a trainer and stuff like that. But like what you hit on where big changes, right? Extreme shifts and like overnight uh, drops in calories and things like that how much that can impact uh, a woman, uh, uh, you know, women in general, from a energy standpoint, from a hormonal standpoint, from an overall wellness standpoint, it didn't hit me until I witnessed that process and seeing my wife go through different phases of diet and energy and exercise. And then after having a kid and like, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so easy for me. <laughs> you know, like I had all these like, Oh, it's so hard. It's not that hard for guys in a lot of ways compared to that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that, First of all, everyone is an individual. Everyone needs to be treated as such. But when you start, you know, I see a lot of coaches like, oh, don't let, you know, people lie to you and say that women need to, you know, train differently or eat differently and do all this stuff. I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think guys can have kids yet. <laughs> right. I mean, but at the end of the day, like there's a lot of things that need to go into a female approach uh, as well as a guy approach. But like, there's a lot of things like that are more complicated. I mean, like I said, until you've witnessed a woman create a baby, I mean, it's the most miraculous thing on earth. I mean, it literally will blow your freaking mind. Like it's insane. Right. Yeah. And I just have to take a step back and go like, Whoa, it's not as cut and dry as you might think. Right. Okay. Um, and even now, you know, my wife is uh, five years from our last, our last kid. And there's still things that she deals with from those, those that experience. Right. And you have to take those things into account and guys just don't have to deal with that. Right. Right. I asked my husband, like, can you carry the kids? We have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just... oh, no, I will never, by the way, because <laughs> it's freaking hard. I mean, oh, I witnessed yeah. almost, you know, well, nine months and then eight, a uh, year and a half later, another nine months of just pure hell. And I was like, this is insane yeah. how you're this strong, you know, like it's unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So if you had a message that you feel like all women should hear, what, what would that be, especially in regards to the health and fitness stuff? Uh, I would say for most people, what everything you've heard about fat loss 
and how to do it, how to keep it off is unfortunately wrong <laughs> or missing a lot of, that's got a lot of holes in it. And there are ways to reach your goal weight without starving yourself or killing yourself in the gym. And you don't need a bunch of pills or weird shakes um, and you're not broken. So that, that would be my biggest sort of message to them. And, you know, also just realizing like you and I talked about before that this, the workout piece, the nutrition piece, those are, those are important, but what's even more important is having the belief in yourself or starting to cultivate that belief and realizing that it is an identity shift and, you know, you've done hard shit in your life. You can do this if you want it. And it's okay if you don't, but if you do, it's time to just go for it. I love that. Where can people connect with you? What's the best place for them to reach out and learn more about what you do? Yeah, um, they can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is just Jamie Morocco. Um, I do spell it a little funky, but I'm sure it'll be in the title of the episode and uh, or on, on Facebook. Um, and I do have a free Facebook group called uh, Weight Loss Made Easy Cupcakes Included. So you can always search for that and find me in there. I need to join that group. <laughs> I like cupcakes. Um, that's awesome. So first of all, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I know it, I feel this way with a lot of really awesome guests, but you know, we just kind of hit the tip of the iceberg, if you will. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could talk about. I'm sure we'll, we can talk again soon. Um, but I would encourage everybody, you know, listening or watching this on YouTube, um, to reach out to Jamie, especially if you're a female, um, and just at least start to follow, helpful information, right? I feel like that's the first step is start to create an environment of truth, right? Like not getting bombarded with like beach body. <laughs> I guess I'll just throw them under the bus. Uh, v shreds, uh, another one. Um, you know, all the people who just, let's be real, you just want your money, right? Yeah. Like, and, and not to say investing your money is a bad thing, but just put it towards the right investments, right? I mean, not going to dump all my money in a crap investment and hope that I'm getting return, let's put it somewhere that's going to be worthwhile. And so start to invest your time into following people that are, are going to give you valuable uh, information. So appreciate you coming on, Jamie. It's been, well, it's been epic. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'll put all your contact information and where to connect in the show notes. Uh, but if you look at the title of the episode, you'll see how to spell her name. Because I will admit I tried to find your Instagram and I typed in the wrong way to spell your name. And I was like, what happened to her Instagram? Did she like delete it or something? <laughs> yeah, it's, a little, it's a little funky to spell, but you know. Hey, trust me. You talk about <laughs> funky first name starting with J. I, I know uh, I, I created that fan club. So I, I totally understand. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.